is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Hope it was a good weekend, everybody. Not bad for me. Yeah. Had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. You think we're getting some messages on our YouTube channel giving me a belated birthday? Getting close to 50 now. Greg Soames. You? Says. Kipper? Kipper? Happy belated birthday. 57 is a big number. That's what I just read. He just knew it, huh? I guess you can Google your age. There's no... uh... (laughs) Hey, Greg. Scram beat it, (laughs) Greg. You, you didn't mention it at all on Friday or at all. And then that was, was, two, that was two times. You, you let them slip away. That was two. That was Borny went through his 40th and didn't mention to us at all. We got through the whole day, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't have to run through the gauntlet. Do you ever do that when you're on your hockey teams? Like it's your birthday and the team make you skate through a gauntlet or anything on the mm, ice? No, now? no. But we didn't also have the, that chain after a goal scored to the bench yeah. to high five everybody and... You guys just went and lined up again like <laughs> soccer players, eh? That's great. No wonder games were faster. Just act like you've been there before. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, actually. It's interesting. Like, if you just went and lined up again, would it be the worst thing? I don't mind the flyby. I don't either. All right, we got plenty to jam into the next hour in our summer edition. I'm Nick Kiprios. He's J.B. Bourne or J.B. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Derek Call Brandeo, Jason if you like. Jennifer Rolnick, and Sammy McKee. We got the NHL final that kicked off Saturday night. We've got some news and notes around the league, including a coaching conversation. Mm. Where do you want to start, JB? Well, do you want to start the Stanley Cup final or the Memorial Cup? <laughs> well, if we go to the Memorial Cup, you know where that's going to lead to. I do. Patrick Waugh. Yeah. And then it's going to lead to the coaches. Right. So... Do we want to just... Let's talk coaches. That's juicy. Let's go coaches right away. Because we do have someone I've been familiar with a few years ago named Darren Millard. Yes. He's in Vegas now. Uh, I I want to ask him, is it too early for him to size up his Stanley Cup ring or... Would he get one, do you think? I would imagine. Are you kidding me? He didn't move to Vegas to not get one. Right. Right, that's great. Well, we'll talk to Darren Millard, get his thoughts on the Stanley Cup final. He is now host of the Vegas Golden Knights TV broadcast. Has a terrific uh, uh, podcast called The Chirp as well. So we're looking forward to Darren Millard in about 18 minutes. But okay, so if if we're going to have a conversation on coaches, let's go right to the the Sheldon Keefe conversation. Last week I wrote about uh, the thoughts of him coming back would not be without a contract extension. I yep. think Elliot went on the other night and uh, and followed that up. Uh, the sense is, guys, everybody's on board with a, a contract extension. Oh, you mean within the organization or within Leafs Nation? <sighs> Sammy, share your little detail. No, yeah, okay. Like, listen, yeah, a contract extension for Sheldon Keefe coming back for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's get everyone's thoughts out. Uh, to me, you absolutely cannot extend him. Like I, if if I'm on the board of MLSC and I'm talking with the new general manager, Brad Treliving, and I'm saying, hey, like, you know, you're going to extend Keefe. Okay, you know, but what if you don't like what he's doing halfway through this year? So we're going to pay him this amount of money and then halfway through this year, we're going to fire him and we're going to have to pay him anyway? Like, he doesn't, have, in my mind, he doesn't have enough, you know, clout and experience. Like, he's been in the league, I guess, what, three years now? Like, 
sorry, bud. This is going to be a lame duck season for you. If you want to come back, you're going into your last year. So get rid of him. If Sam's Agreed. Sam says, get rid of him. No, JB? Well, I know he put up a poll today. Of yes. About 1,000 people voted in on Leafs Nation fans. Do you want him back? And I think no we're was... At, we're at 68% of people say they do not want Sheldon Keefe Here's my, my thing with Keefe. I think he is a good coach, an NHL coach. I think he's... You know, I enjoyed working with him. I think he is very capable of coaching a team to a Stanley Cup championship. I also think that he is a Dubas guy. And if the Leafs are turning the page on the Dubas era and saying, okay, that just didn't work. We're getting away from that whole thing. I think it's really strange to yeah, just move on. have Dubas leave and keep a guy who believes everything that Dubas believed. And, you know, and kind of have, have one foot in the door and to your point, extend them and serve Valley. And that's, it's not coming from nowhere that people that, you know, the extension rumor. So to me, it's just a strange fit. And I can see it going where Sam is talking about where you go, oh, now we're paying for a guy not to coach here. If you don't like how it's going. Great points. Thank you. Pick one. About of my points. You want him to coach the Leafs to stand like a final or you want to get rid of him because he's a dubious guy. Give me one or the other, but don't give me I'll both sides. I will tell you if it were me. And so it's just really hard for me to say because I like him. He's a friend. I, <laughs> I would don't be, care. I, would be I don't care. On. I would be moving on. You, you you wouldn't extend him? I would not extend okay, him. Okay, so that's two non-extensions. And if you wanted to go into the year with him to evaluate, maybe you can extend him in December if you no. like. No, no, no. Well, what, what do you mean no? If they're in first place and playing great and it's all working, yeah, well, yes, yes, yes. Guess what? We've seen him play great and be in first place for three years. If there's nothing you can do to keep people happy, you're in trouble as a coach. I just think that it's it, it is not that black and white when it comes to keeping them or getting rid of I just like to clarify: them. the Leafs have never won their division yeah. under these guys. Carry on. And if you do get rid of them for all the great points that you made, who's coming in? Like if I cannot feel a hundred percent on the guy moving forward, and I'm just doing it for the sake of Sammy. It's not the right decision. Okay, Mike, if there's still Gallant and Vigneault out there, I think wow. both are good coaches. How about LaViolette? Uh, is that, yeah, that's, sorry, that's the, actually yeah, the name I not, meant, not, not, not Vigneault. Vigneault. I wanted, yeah, Gallant or LaViolette. Those, to me, are two established guys who can dig in a little harder than Sheldon has in the past, that could be a bit of a cultural reset, who can handle Toronto media, experienced guys. You know, they want an experience in the GM, I don't see it being a bad thing for a coach either. But, yeah, you're going to have to pay one of those guys, whatever, 4.5 a year. Four. Who cares? The other point that I made last week when I wrote my article was, Sammy, now listen carefully, Mm. okay? If you send Sheldon Keefe into a Maple Leaf dressing room without a contract, the players will look at you like you got three heads. Are you following me here? There is a I lack of respect. I 100% get that perspective. A hun- like, the, if you are not good enough in the eyes of our management, then they're going to look at you like you're not good enough for us. Yeah. You're right, Kip. That's a great point. And I can't, I can't disagree with it. So then I guess the number one thing is you just, there's two, there's two choices, like we've been talking about, and it's extend or, or bye-bye. And to me, extension feels like we don't have the time to make the right decision here. Or we don't have the time to make the decision we want, so we're just going to extend. Like, to me, that's... I understand the idea that there's no one else out there, but there are other people out there. And, hey, maybe 
maybe Tree Living is a guy who's like, I don't particularly care for Galant or for um, Laviolette. I've also seen, I know uh, Christopher Stieg went on Bunk Show this morning and said Patrick Waugh is an interesting name. You know, <laughs> you know I... Ramparts so for with me, the Memorial Cup win led yeah. by Patrick Waugh last yeah. night. And I don't know if you guys guarantee you didn't watch any of it, but that was a S-kicking. That was not close. Outclassed big time the Ramparts and the Seattle Thunderbirds. Well, they weren't on the same ice service. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Here's my thing with Waugh. He is too much. You know what I mean? He is a big personality and an ego. He is Mike Babcock 2.0 here in Toronto, where it's just... This is not a place where you need your head coach making stories. And to me, he's a guy who cannot avoid that. He can't tell a lie. He is the truth teller. And that's dangerous in this media environment. Why Why is it so dangerous? Maybe that would be refreshing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I think it's a lot. Maybe a little truth serum would be the best thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That would be fascinating. By a guy. Listen, for this show's sake, oh, my God, bring us Patrick Waugh. Kippers Clippers featuring Patrick (laughs) Waugh would be the most electrifying thing on earth. By a guy who knows how to win. He's a winner. He is a winner. Yeah, it's – I understand all those things. And you shouldn't disqualify a guy. I really like the idea – of a big personality in a small market, someone who, who's won like Babcock to Columbus. Love that for Columbus. You can sit there at the, you know, IHOP with the fan base and be like, I've won a Stanley yeah. Cup. I've been there. That's dangerous too. You know that, right? Why is that? Because you're not supposed to be the biggest star on the team. No, but the it's a players place there. are. No, but you need stars there. Some stars. Yeah, they had John Tortorella. He was the biggest star there. How'd that turn out? Well, yeah, he's a different type of star, isn't he? Really? He's pretty. No, no. When your when your egos are that big, you you are. Yeah. Okay. You can put those you can put those guys in the same group for sure. Waugh is in that group. Is that what Columbus is trying to do with Babcock right now? Is turn him into they the no face? They had no juice there. They had no juice with a first time coach. I actually just you know Cronin just signed with Anaheim, and I was like. I just feel like in those small markets, you can just inject some life with a big name and a big personality and all that. I, I like that for Columbus. Here, I don't know. Someone who... I'm surprised. At me? No, no, oh. no. Oh, that... Yeah, you surprise me a lot sometimes. <laughs> that, and I have Babs. to bite my lip a few times. <laughs> that Babs is back? Yeah, no, not back. Okay. Back to Columbus. Because this guy was all about original six and we know how he kind of played and manipulated buffalo just to get to toronto (laughs) that's when you had some serious juice yeah didn't we if i can recall sammy maybe you can help me out here but wasn't there like live shots of a of of mlse's plane maybe going to Mm -hmm. get babcock it wasn't live shots it was people tracking the plane oh they were tracking the plane okay they did the same with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. So that's the type of attention it garnered, and that's the type of attention that Babcock loved. Yeah, oh and yeah. that stroked the uh, the ego. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any flight recordings or uh, notifications coming out of Columbus. You know, 
It's also one of the 32 teams in the league, and the University of Saskatchewan Huskies are not. <laughs> so I have a feeling for Babs, there was some appeal to getting back into the league before it's uh, irrelevant. His contract's up, right? He's was about to start making zero dollars and no cents. I am, I mean, can we talk about this? Like, I am incredibly fascinated to see what Mike Babcock we're going to get here. I, I got two things to say on Babs. One of them is that... Like, can you teach an old dog new tricks? I, I, do you need to teach him new tricks? Is he smart enough to realize that he needs new tricks? Does he need yes. new tricks? I think he does need new tricks. I want to say two things. I am sensitive to the, you know, the way that Babcock's reputation was damaged here as someone who was hard on players or hurt their egos, you, you know, Johan yeah, Franzen. Let's not forget, yeah, Franzen uh, yeah. really poured gasoline on the fire on that, right. that so story. Franzen had a hard time with them, and then there was like, you know, one or two stories here, the Mitch thing, whatever. But like, the other part of that is that Babs has been validated by basically everything he said that the team should do here. Everything structurally, whether it's starting on time, how they should play, north-south, playing fast, all the things... Keevan Dubas came in and changed and eventually went back to everything Babs wanted. So I think he was he's kind of been validated as a coach. That's separate from how you feel about him as a person. People vary on that. But as a coach, I feel like he's been validated. So what you're saying is, Leaf should have rehired Babs. I am not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Similar situations in terms of the reputation for being hard asses or, or tough on players or holding them accountable is uh, Babcock and Patrick Waugh. Mm-hmm. They come back. Well, we don't know if Patrick's going to end up back in the National Hockey League. If he does, both have had ample time away yeah, that's true. to come back and revisit all of the things that made them successful. And in, in, in this instance for Patrick Waugh, was a, a short stint in Colorado, which garnered him coach of the year, yeah, if I'm not successful. mistaken. Yeah. And then egos bury both of them. Yes. For sure. They they that's you know hubris, pride goes before the fall, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, they both wanted more and too much and fell because of it. But so interesting just, to see what a second round looks like. The Babcock would go to Columbus and feel like that I can help and make a difference in that market, as as we know, like there's a big difference between winning a cup with an original six team than it would be Columbus or Carolina. But the mere fact that he'd be willing now to go to Columbus, which he would never have entertained five, six years ago. Yeah. Never. No. Columbus. Are they in the league? Yeah. Is the type of answer maybe Babcock would have come up with five or six years ago. So... I think it's a good sign for Babcock that he would want to go to a place like Columbus. True. I, yeah. And and the other good sign for even Patrick Waugh is the fact that he he had great success in Colorado. It it ended poorly for whatever reason, personal conflict, didn't have enough uh, say in player personnel. Yeah. He clashed with McFarlane, who was this young, you know, next wave type of guy, much like Kyle Dubas. And then he goes back to junior for the next five years. That's That says a lot to me, that he was willing to not yeah. feel like he needed a huge spotlight on him at the pro level, willing to go back, spend time with kids, 
And then to watch him celebrate last night on the ice with his players. And uh, I, I think it, it speaks to maybe just a better place that Patrick Waugh is in right now For sure. than what we've seen in, in the past. And what an education that would be, you know, watching young players and the way they play, getting a better sense for how these kids are. You really connect with, as a junior player, you're around your coach every day. Like, they're in the same room as you, by and large, not too far away anyway. It's a lot of time together in buses, hotels, a little different separation level at the NHL. So I bet this has been good for Waugh. Are you saying that you could see him as a candidate in Toronto? Uh, yes, yes, I do. I see him. Yes, yes, I I do. I love it. I love it. I I do feel that if you could have flipped the scripts on when the Leafs hired a Babcock Wah type, they would have done it in reverse order with Keefe. Like where where it's like now is the time to hire this guy. Yeah. Right? Is it not? Well, I don't know. Then the idea was to get those guys playing 200 feet. You got Mitch and Austin, both Selkie Trophy nominees every year. I think this is the time for one of those short window, hard-ass coaches to try to push this team over the top. I I think there's bigger uh, fish to fry for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And even if you are Patrick Waugh or Laviolette or anyone that's had success in the past, yep. like, hey, get your crap in order first and then come talk to me. Right. Who's here? Who's not? Who you're trading? Who's not? Who's your goalie? Who's not? Mm-hmm. There's bigger questions right now. I don't even think they'd be in a position right now to go shop for a coach until they had some answers for them on what the next two or three years might look like. Yeah. Yeah, if you're an elite coaching candidate, someone who's done it for years, big name. But when when you had the lack of success the, the Leafs have had with all that talent, like there's no there's no stone that you should like not turn over. Yeah, and that includes everyone and anything moving forward to to make your team better. You, they should talk to Patrick Waugh. just have a conversation with him, bring him in. Do you what? care that he's a Montreal guy here in Toronto? Come on. We wouldn't love Patrick Waugh going to Montreal on a Saturday night as a Leaf. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. If, if Patrick Waugh lifts the Stanley Cup above his head as the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, there's he, nothing that would make he me He makes happier. every game. <laughs> He's ours now. He stole Patrick Waugh from you. interesting. Well, he does. Hey, I love it from an entertainment uh, standpoint. But if you can have a conversation with him, you, 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 could, you could speak to him for a minute and a half and go, Oh my god! I gotta stay away from this guy. Yeah, I can tell already. He's wanna. He wants to come in and run the whole show. Yeah, and then that's it. You're done with it. Or you can sit there sure. and, and hear him say, oh, "I just want to coach. Yeah. I just want to coach. That's all. I love. I love coaching. I'm a coach. I want to coach." Yeah, you guys got see, some great see, players. See, I got some ideas. See what he says. Yeah, I got some ideas. I'm gonna play Marner and Matthews and I, 29 minutes tonight. And, and and Brad Tree living. Hold on, have you guys played Marner and Matthews together? <laughs> We tried this. Brad Tree Living strikes me as a guy that would be open to doing his homework and 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 having an open mind yeah. on moving forward. Hey, how wild is it that Johnny Gaudreau was like, "Get me out of Calgary and Daryl Sutter. Oof. I do not want to coach like this." And they're okay, like, "Hold on for a second. Here's well, Babcock." Yeah, like like you, you just signed <laughs> Johnny Hockey to this mammoth contract. How how does he feel right now? Bad thinking about. Babcock's reputation. And you don't have to go too far to pick up the phone 
and find someone that had him as a coach and hear stories. Oh, yeah. Because that that happens all the time, as we know, in our world. Yeah. He coached in a different era in terms of leaning on players, and maybe he's changed. Maybe some time with the university team helped him in that regard. Maybe the way it ended here. Either way, can we get some Babs clips once in a while? Every time Columbus is in town, can we get him on our airwaves? That would be lovely. Good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Good player. (laughs) Start on time. Start on time. Good player. All right, we got Darren Millard coming momentarily as Sam tracks him down. Probably, would he be at, like, walking the halls of the casino? And he just goes to the blackjack Amber, table between David games. Amber is right now, or Elliot. Is he, they're card players? I sat at the craps table when we covered Vegas and Washington uh, in the Stanley Cup final. And I told you, I had the dice for about yeah. an hour. I see that's that's elite, but I am. I wish I were there because I do play cards. I do. I do like a little bit of. You do. I eh? like to sit at the tables a bit. Uh, I wish I was there. <laughs> Maybe not great place temptation wise for you, someone like are, myself. Are you really disciplined to say if I've lost, if I've lost this amount of money, then I'm I'm done. I'm I'm getting up. Kip, I don't have enough money chaser? to lose it. <laughs> Speaking of gambling, Darren Millard packs up and goes to Vegas. Cover the Vegas team, who is now in the second Stanley Cup final. And Mallard, uh, the gamble's paid off for you right now because uh, you're three wins away from getting a Stanley Cup ring. All in, buddy. All in. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's, uh, you've been through it before uh, as a player. You've been uh, through this, uh, this situation. I've never worked on the team side until I moved. Uh, to Vegas, and they've been close a couple of times, but uh, I'm not in the heat of the battle like a player would be, and you guys are so familiar with that. But even just uh, from from arm's length as a broadcaster working for the team and and uh, and being part of the organization, it's giddy. It's it's totally it's you live and die with with wins, and then you get to this stage and you start thinking about it, and different possibilities, and it's it's surreal. I, you know, Jen uh, worked for the Toronto Maple Leafs, my wife uh, for for 15 years. And uh, and I watched it from that point of view, but they never got close. Now this is three wins away from the ultimate glory. It's it's wild. That's pretty awesome. There's a, a number of reasons, uh, you know, that the team has done so well and why they are where they are. We've been talking about Con Smythe odds a little bit on this show. Yeah. Um, where where do you have things right now? Is it a, a goaltending thing? You got a forward, a D man. What are you thinking so far for if Vegas does get it done? Well, I had five guys, and five guys deep is unusual going into a final from from one team. But that just sums up the, the way that they approach things with with their depth and uh, and rolling four lines and and uh, and their three pairs on the blue line. But uh, I, I went with uh, uh, Jack Eichel as as my favorite because of the story, uh, and he leads the team in points too. But uh, the story uh, is is a big part of things when you get to uh, this stage and. And what he's been through, and I, I have William Carlson uh, because of uh, his impact on the game. Now you got to watch a little bit closer for William. He's produced goals, and he's he's been involved in the offense uh, more so than, than he has in, in the last couple of years. And he's really resurrected uh, that part of his game. But his overall uh, ability to to match up against uh, the McDavid's or Drysaddles or uh, Rupa Hens uh, through, through these playoffs have been awesome. And then I went uh, Marcia so. Uh, Stone and Stevenson. That, that, that's the five guy, and I went all forwards uh, with with my top five. As good as they are in the back end, they're they're so balanced. And I just have trouble uh, 
putting a goaltender in there when you've only played, uh, you, you missed a round. Uh, it, it's been impactful, uh, but not not a story for, for this team. So uh, I, I went all forwards with Eichel leading the way. Yeah, there's no, there's no question that uh, um, Hill would have to have an incredible run. And then they do value a final a lot more than they do the rest of the rounds. They if do. you could, yes. and, and, and that shouldn't be lost here. And, and there is a lot of hockey to be played still um, in, in this series with just one under uh, both teams belt. And there's no question with Florida. We only look at two guys, Kachuk. And Bobrovsky, but uh, I'm surprised you didn't put uh, Petrangelo in there because he is a guy that just commands so much respect out there. And I really thought, and, and we saw it, we've covered Petrangelo with his run with St. Louis, but there's something that happened in that Edmonton series yeah. that showed me this other side to Petrangelo that for me took him to another level. And I'll go back a series uh, against the, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he he took a penalty in game two, but it sent a message uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. They were able to kill that penalty off in, in game two, and they turned that, that, that game around after uh, a not uh, very effective first period. And they, they could have been on 2 nothing in that series. And and uh, Bersois was great in the first period of game two, and Pedrangelo uh, didn't snap but stood up to Winnipeg and, and sent a message to everybody in the building and then did the same thing after being targeted, uh, certainly the focus of the Edmonton Oilers, and, and sent a message uh, with that slash and, and along with his, his play. And uh, he's, he's been really effective. But no, nobody really stands out on that blue line. Alec Martinez is one of the greatest players that you're going to see uh, from, from a consistency basis. Uh, love Braden McNabb. And their third pairing. Hey, you guys, Nick Hag and, and Zach Whitecloud is as good a third pairing as you're going to find in, in the National Hockey League. So I, I don't disagree with you uh, on Petrangelo. Uh, it's just that they're so balanced back there, and it's just such a, a, a unique group that, uh, that it's hard to put one guy over the other because I feel like I'm almost sliding uh, somebody else. Uh, and, and now Shea Theodore looks like he's finding his game. So the Florida... I want to say bread and butter so far has just been forecheck hard, play physical, and get unbelievable goaltending. Vegas seems pretty well equipped to handle some of the forecheck with D-men that break the puck out really well. What are your thoughts on getting to Bobrovsky and, you know, his performance in game one? This could be kind of an opening that maybe some other teams didn't see. Yeah, I wasn't surprised at it, to be to be honest, uh, given the, the extensive delay and, and jumping right back into a final. I, I thought they... They were really going to be challenged, uh, whether it's Bobrovsky trying to continue that strong play out of his rhythm uh, and, and jumping into a Stanley Cup final or the team game, uh, trying to, to resurrect uh, the, their flow. That game one was a real uh, uh, uphill battle for the Florida Panthers. And that's why I also put it as, as a major important factor for, for Vegas to be able to take advantage of that. And, and win that game. Uh, I think tonight is going to be drastically different from, from both sides. Uh, let's see if Florida continues the uh, after the whistle stuff. They love it. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, but it dragged that game on uh, for, for certainly a, a while the other night. And if the referees are going to start taking guys out from that, you, you can't afford to, uh, to put yourself, not that Vegas is, is lights out on the, on the power play, but it just costs you attack time. Uh, in a game, so we'll we'll see if the if the power plays end up as lopsided as they were 
the other night because Vegas doesn't take a, a lot of penalties themselves. And, and if, they, if they continue to, to call it like that, then, then Florida may have to adjust their, uh, their after-the-whistle kerfuffle and shenanigans. Just want to revisit a little bit of this kind of goaltending carousel the last few years, and there's no question that Marc-Andre Fleury was the face of this franchise to get them out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, then they make this bold move uh, to go get um, uh, Robin Leonard, which... Again, people were like scratching their heads. Now you're you're in deep for like millions of dollars. And let me get this straight. They're three wins away from having like nobody's in net. That there's no money on the cap left on all of them. Uh Brassois was the guy that we thought we'd kind of maybe, maybe not get them there. And then Aiden Hill comes out of nowhere and and does does, does any of this make sense to you? Well, not in a traditional approach. You went through it uh, when when you won your cup. You you had a stud, and and it's it's followed through. I was talking to uh, somebody the other day. That's an old dozen claim line. I was talking to a guy uh, uh, the other day. <laughs> Is this the most unexpected uh, goaltending performance uh, by uh, a team uh, in, in recent memory? Like Matt Murray seemed to come out of nowhere with. With, with Pittsburgh, uh, we've seen goaltenders uh, shuffle that Cam Ward back in the day, but he was a top prospect. Uh, but this this is bizarre. And and Aiden Hill, the reason why they went out and got Aiden Hill was because Leonard uh, came uh, down with the double hip surgery in the summer after everything had kind of free agency had passed and there wasn't a lot left. And Sean Burke had a relationship with, with Aiden Hill and liked him. So Aiden was the backup for most of the season. Uh, and now people call him the fourth-string goaltender because he, he wasn't the starter in the playoffs and revolved uh, uh, with the backup rule with, with Jonathan Quick, and, and now he's, he's the guy. Like, it's, and you're right, there's no, there's no cash in there. Uh, the, the, most, the, well, uh, the, the highest payroll guy is Jonathan Quick, and, and he's your backup because you've gone four deep uh, right now, five deep if you consider uh, Robin Leonard. It's... It's surreal. At times, I have trouble getting my head around it. Like, who is really uh, the the backup? Who's the fourth stringer? Where where does Aiden Hill uh, fall into uh, the, the the pecking order? Like, what what do we call him? Uh, but he's he's. I tell you what, the, the guy battles. I think of him as a blocker. Always thought of him as a blocker. But his athletic ability and the uh, uh, talent level to be able to adjust and make desperation saves, we saw it in game number one, and he's been able to do that. Uh, he's been really impressive. And, and the other part is they're all free agents, uh, except for Logan Thompson, who signed for another two years. Everybody else is, is free agents, and uh, maybe that's a, a little bit of uh, motivation for everybody too. I got one explanation that, that makes all, all of this make sense. Sean Burke. What? Sean Burke. Yeah. So, so, so Berkey, I call him, and you, you uh, basically grew up with uh, Berkey. You know him very well. Uh, uh, Berkey, I call him the goalie whisperer. And he's like, stop. I've, I've tried my whole life to shed that uh, because he is the goalie whisperer. Everywhere he goes, he, he, he is unbelievable at goaltending. Now, Sean has aspirations and always has. Uh, he's run Olympic teams. He's been GM of world championship teams. Uh, he, he, he can do uh, more beyond just goaltending. And uh, and uh, we should recognize that. But uh, there's nobody. I would put uh, Bill Ranford and and Sean Burke uh, right up there at, at the top as being able to find goaltenders and not do overhauls with them, not be overly technical, but know exactly what to 
what to do with them and how to tweak them and, and make them into frontline goaltenders. And, and he, he's brilliant. And, and the dude's just a great guy. He, he is so positive and so much fun. Uh, I just love the guy. And uh, we were talking earlier this year, and this is going to be a story. Uh, yeah, two seconds. Uh, Berkey was in an all-star game, I think, in 1989. Uh, and there's a picture of Gretzky and Mary Lemieux and a face-off. And all you see is Berkey's Hartford Whaler pads. Uh, 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 and and you don't see the top part of him, but he's like, I'm in an all-star game picture with Mary Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. So we got him that picture off eBay and uh, and uh, as, as a commemorative thing. And then this morning I'm at breakfast, and I get told about this great story involving Mary Lemieux and Doug McLean and Jack Armstrong. I'm with some PEI guys who are, who are down, and they tell me this great story. Have you heard that story about uh, Mario joining Doug on the golf course? Yes, he's told that on our show. <laughs> and yeah. he, uh, five times he's told before. us that. I thought I'd heard all of Doug's stories. I'd never heard that story before. <laughs> what a small world. Yes, <laughs> yes. He, he was never. so proud of it, too. Um, but didn't he not and, know it was And, and that Mario, Mario went up to him and went, Doug? Like, it wasn't Doug going up to Mario saying, Ace or Mario? It had to be. Yes. It had to be Mario going up to Doug, and I don't know whether that's true or not. But uh, but it's yeah. a pretty neat story. I, I think he's gotten more famous since he's been a regular on our Off the Rails Friday. Yeah, that's what I think. We're helping him out. <laughs> so Off the Rails Friday. Yeah, that's our professionalism <laughs> and, and level right now. And it's named after him. <laughs> <laughs> so Darren, what's the uh, you know the, the energy there? Like in Vegas, is always at a fervor, right? Like not just for for hockey, yeah. but there's always stuff going on. Can you sense any palpable difference with this going on? You know, with the potential, would we see a parade oh, yeah. down the strip if they win? Uh, I'm uh, I'm been uh, instructed that we don't talk about that. Oh, uh, so okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to uh, go down that, uh, and, and I'm superstitious. So, uh, I mean, that would be it's uh, a yes. Boot, you I don't have think. to say anything. Uh, <laughs> they can they can follow the Formula One cars in uh, in in November or, or October uh, when they when they do that. But uh, no, no, there's there's tons of energy. This place is uh, this place is rock. They they they've always loved this team from from day number one, and you would never be able to recognize that this was a a six year old franchise. You look at the T-shirts, license plates, all the ancillary things around town uh, that come with uh, a long-standing franchise. They have it, and uh, and it's it's rocking. Uh, the place I'm at for breakfast this morning, uh, they're all wearing BGK uh, paraphernalia hats and shirts, and uh, they're all excited. They, they, this this town, the best part about the Vegas Golden Knights to Las Vegas or Vegas, as people locals call. Them, is it's their team. It, it came in. It didn't exist before. They named it uh, after the Golden Knights uh, uh, with the with the Vegas instead of Las Vegas because that's what locals call it. It's uh, the one October uh, tragedy uh, bonded this team, but uh, but th- it is their team uh, more than the Raiders, more than the baseball team will be whatever they name that, uh, more than the basketball team in a couple of years. It, it is it is their own franchise. I got an idea for a Stanley Cup ring, uh, a roulette wheel. That you spin. Oh my God! Oh. Is that a good good idea? That is such a good uh, instead, idea. And then it's a puck. <laughs> Someone contact a jeweler immediately. I know you don't you want know. to talk about it because you don't want to jinx anything. You know what I did did think about when I when I first joined here and there was uh, deep runs in the first couple of years, and I allowed myself to think about that. One of my first thoughts was, how pissed off is Kipper going to be if I ever wear a ring? Like uh, yeah. this was this is like two I, years ago. I got a problem with that. 
You, I, you, I you and you. the team I dentist. I have a problem with having I, Stanley Cup rings. I actually was going to, after this interview, was going to ask yeah. you about that. Yeah. Where you said it, because to, to be yeah. honest, it does feel a little. We had this conversation before, and it was one of the first things I thought of. This was two years ago in the bubble uh, when, when they had a really good team and they were on a roll. And I thought, Kipper would, like, I, I would have to reject it just to avoid <laughs> Kipper's wrath. No, don't do I, that. I would have to. I would have to reject it, and, and they would ask me, why would you do that? I'd say, uh, Kip, Kipper, Kipper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll make myself. an exception for you, but not Gary Lawless. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you on that uh, regard. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Hey, have a blast the rest of the way, okay? Uh, and uh, I'm with you guys uh, whenever you want to call. Uh, give me a shout. I uh, love we hanging will. out with you guys. Uh, Kippy, I owe you, buddy. All right, pal. Darren Millard, Thanks, host Darren. of the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights TV broadcast and host of the Chirp podcast. Doing a terrific job out there. They were definitely waiting for him to hit his shot on the golf course. You hear someone swing in the background? Yeah. I don't think, like... Oh, he's out for breakfast. I think... Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out for I, I thought the, for sure the, I heard the, content. The members who live and breathe, like, building a, a Stanley Cup team should be the only ones with rings. So... You know, I, way, I, I say that I, with full respect to to Darren, but like, it, I don't really like it. You know, like Jack Edwards and Brick got Boston Bruins cup rings or whatever. It's like, oh, he's Brick played. I don't mind them for having, the Bruins that won yeah, the cup. No, but he played on the Bruins at least. I, I'm fine with everyone who has a yeah, part in the success. The alumni don't get Stanley Cup rings. If, no? if you're stretching no. the groin of the players before the game, you're impacting the game. If you're filling the water bottles, you're impacting the game. If you're calling the game. Mm. I'm okay with you slope. getting some something else, something sure. even if it's a ring, it could look. Let me tell you, it, it could be something different. The Islanders' wives every year got something, got yes. for their contribution to it—a smaller ring, one year a pendant, one year a yeah. bracelet, like something Which is nice, nice. But to me, to give the same thing again, no disrespect. This is not about Millard specifically, but to give Millard the yeah. same thing as you're going to give Chandler Stevenson, yeah, is wrong. It is. Yeah, it it's, cheapens his ring. It does. Nah. Oh, what I, I can't wait for my Stanley Cup ring when the Leafs win it. Well, when I was with the, <laughs> when, I, when I was with the Marlies, they I was the the video coach of the AHL team and was told that I was you know one of the people who would qualify. Nice under Lou Lamorello had the team won, and even then I was like I can't do that. I can't show my dad. You know, had the Leafs won a cup, be like. AHL video coach, you know, <laughs> after he's been to war with the Flyers in '78, on his no, way through I, to winning his. No, your your guys are kind of. You're right. Did, uh, like, you know what? It even irked me the most. And correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. You might be wrong. I mean, did the did the did the Raptor fans have a chance to buy the same ring as the players? No, but I have a I have a Raptors okay, replica ring. Then I'm wrong. But sometimes that yeah you do I hear think rumblings you can get that similar or whatever like this yeah. is the one the players got. I mean, I think whatever. you could probably buy it. Anyway, they, they should. Five hundred k, you could probably buy it. I'm guessing that jeweler wouldn't mind. Uh, there's probably some infringement there. I doubt you could. Huh? Some sort of patent or copyright. Um, I'll just just to kind of I, I never saw a Stanley Cup ring until I, got to see Keith Acton's, at a Philadelphia Flyer training camp when I was like 18 years old. Yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about it all day. The, I, I just, it blew me away to see a Stanley Cup ring. Now, do you think it's gotten too much? I Listen, I, I wear mine at special events, and I... Uh, Yours is first, peak era, the, the first The first thing people want to say is, they, I want to see it. And I take it off, I let them try it on, actually. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and 
it, it just like it's like the Show holy stopper. grail for yeah. them. They just they've never seen one before. So it hasn't changed over the years that the majority of people have never seen one up close before. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first thing I want to do is you know. Either try it on or take a picture with it. But like they're unwearable now, Kip. They're unwearable. Well, you, you need to clean them at the car wash. I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a level where it's not a ring now. Kipper. Now you've created something you wanna, different. Yeah. Can you bring it in for us to see? But they are okay. <laughs> they are. They are so special. They are so special, and it is what the players live and dream yeah. to have because sure. it, you can never take that away from them. Yeah. Um. Couple questions off of that interview. First, a comment. Absolutely love that Millard would not talk about a Stanley Cup parade. That is superstitious brothers through and through. That is just great work by him. He is. Secondly, he's a Knights Nation, like yeah, you are Leaf Nation. Hundred percent. I would never even mention it, even if there are three wins away or one win away. Uh, the second thing is, can you further explain your roulette puck idea? It's an amazing no, ring like, idea. Oh, the ring. The ring would have... Oh, the ring. The face of the ring would be a and roulette spinner, wheel. Like, and a, it would like a spree wells on your okay. finger. I, I, think, I, I think a slot machine would be too bulky. <laughs> that is such a niche reference. That's that no very like, 90s rap. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, spree wells, like rims, the oh, spinner yeah, yeah, yeah. rims back in the day. Yeah, okay. same thing. Yeah. So I thought when you mentioned, I thought you were talking about the parade. So I misheard you. I was like, what no, the no, hell the does ring. Do yeah, yeah. Okay. It, but it, it has to be... Like full cheese Vegas stuff. It does. Like, if, if no you're question. Wear a gold you know, flag, jerseys and a gold helmet, an Elvis hairdo or something. If on you're it. Vegas, this ring is like Bill Foley's got to put that money back into the ring. He's got to have zero profit after this. I I will say, and I guess we'll get to a little bit in playoff picks, but yeah, we got to go. I I I think this could be somewhat short. Oh, you do, eh? Yeah, I just we'll find out tonight for sure. I I also just quickly before we go to break here. I uh, wanted to mention uh, Cole Caulfield signing that contract. I thought we should have a quick discussion on that. we got about three minutes here. Do we have three minutes? Are we no break today? No, we we got to take a break, and then yeah. okay. we'll come back for five minutes. $63 million yeah. dollar deal. Eight years. Eight years, which matches Nick Suzuki, correct? No, I think Suzuki's was more, wasn't it? Please look, yeah, because I know. I know that they fought tooth and nail to have Cole Caulfield not pass their captain. And uh, I just wonder. Suzuki's is exactly 7.875. I think that's exactly what Caulfield's was, and right? We, yep. we had said that a long time ago, that, that they wanted contract. their captain to be the ceiling. And oh, now God. Here we their go. internal. <laughs> sorry? Here we go. Here we go. What, what, what do you mean? Oh, you here know we what go. he means. Come it's on. a Leafs transition. and it's oh, Buddy, it works. Oh, it yeah. works. Yeah. I'm telling you. They've got now an internal cap. Here are our two best players. This is what they make. Everybody back of the bus. Yeah. Okay? And that's where Kyle screwed it up. Yeah. And Lou wanted to do that with Marner and Matthews. Like the, like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Yeah, okay. Same. And look at the mess they're in right now. It's a dilly of a pickle. You got anything to say about that? It, with your here we go? No, I just... Do I make sense or do I not make sense? I'm not even about you being critical of it because you're bang on. It just sucks. It sucks for Leafs fans that that happened. It's also like it's tough to die, to do this in like 90 seconds. You know, no, like just, the no, history like, of the contract. You're right. And, 
you're right. They didn't set a hard. They did set a hard number, and it was Tavares, and that was the one that everyone was wanting cool. to be around. If it, Matthews is wearing the C, but, would it make you feel I mean, better about the situation? Cole Caulfield is awful. Also, no, it has oh. nothing to do with anything. Your best player making the most money. They they got their best player making Ca- the most money. Caulfield is also not any of the least four players. Like he is clearly not as good as you. Any you called that a bad deal before we went on air. Why? Well, I I just think if if he ends up being a a 40-goal score or a 50-goal score, yes. it's a great deal for the Montreal Canadiens. Great deal. You've got, your, you've got this guy for eight years when we think that the salary cap's going to blow off the roof in a I, few years. I think in four years, Caulfield's going to feel like Nate McKinnon and yes. Brad Marchand and be like, what am I playing for 7-8 yeah. for when he gets but, 13? But this is where... I'm not, I'm not convinced. This is where uh, Jeff Gorton and Hughes have to, and any other... Okay, let's use a Kyle Dubas ter- term. Progressive GM has to hedge. You have to take educated guesses now that Cole Caulfield's going to be a 40-goal scorer. You don't think he's going to be a 40-goal scorer? I think he's going to be that at least. Where, where do you think I he's think overrated, he Sammy? next year. I think he's tiny and horrible defensively. I think he's... And he's been hurt already a bunch of times. Score. Just score. Yeah, no, he's shoot, just he's put the puck in the net. Yeah, if he plays 50 games a year because he's always hurt, perfect. <laughs> He's, t- he's tiny, boy. Now, like, I, I truly like, do. Yeah, you've, yeah. Now you've got only upside to surround Cole Caulfield with the money in a salary cap era. That The Montreal Canadiens sit second on the salary and cap for any right know, now. It's wild. Say what you will about Pierre Dorian. Pierre Dorian did the same thing in Ottawa, right? Locking yeah. those guys in at decent numbers. And now Ottawa should be okay now for the uh, next five, six, Pierre seven Dorian. years. Pierre Dorian was very loyal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, let's go to break. Back after these words, real kipper and born. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, it's time for our playoff picks with our Sammy McKee. All right, like you said, time for playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. So a couple relevant things now. Uh, game two tonight, correct? Uh, Florida, Florida Panthers to win this series from behind, which they are now behind. So decent number on that if you think Florida's going to get back into it, plus 230. Not a great number, obviously, but I think before this before the series, they're plus 115. So if you still think they're going to win, it's a pretty good number. Uh, Not for me, Kip. On the other, yeah, on the other side of this, you can bet on the score for the series after four games. And to me, Vegas four nothing pays plus five seventy five. And I, I gotta be honest, I after watching that game, I know Florida hung around in it, but they're just Vegas is so much deeper. Can uh, I tell you the difference for me? Go ahead, Kip. No, you go ahead first. The you, difference you for me is guys going back on the pucks are Alex Petrangelo and yeah. Martinez yeah. and White Cloud and Hag and these guys that make nice little plays. They, the the forecheck from Florida doesn't have the same teeth that way. A lot of these playoff picks have to do with uh, goals. A lot of goals have to do with goaltending. I want to switch this to the conversation that we had a little bit with uh, Darren Millard and Aiden Hill. Mm. And where is he going the rest of this series? Can he close out on a $10 million goalie yeah if he does this soon to be 27 year old unrestricted free agent i'm coming to you sammy you be ready on this one what 
Aiden Hill, a Toronto Maple Leaf over Samsonov. Yes or no? I don't know. If he wins the Stanley Cup? I don't know. I guess, yeah. Sure. I will say that the numbers guys liked Aiden Hill before this season. Yeah, sure. Why not? He'll come here and crap the bed in a big game. That's just what happens. This guy, eh? Oh, my God. He's our um, Leafs guy. Are, and one last. No fun Sammy right <laughs> well, now. Well, no, listen. They, oh, sure, they could sign I him. Mean, He'd be great. Or Short sample sizes here. But, yeah. like, what do you think? If, if you're a general manager of a hockey team yeah. and you need goaltending help yeah. and, and Aiden Hill closes this thing out, uh, where's he? You know, he's no, you. not that different than Samsonov. I will say, hey, I watched that. Big at least, 6'4", 215. Yeah, I watched that first game, though. He kind of does that same thing, Samsonov, like pushing out of the net. And, like, he's a little busy still. Mm-hmm. 27. He doesn't quite have the pedigree of Samsonov. I don't know that. Uh, the only thing is, if he wins the Stanley Cup, then you go, okay, well, he's been there. But you did that with Matt Murray. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Mid. I just don't mid. know whether or not. He jumps up to become a guy that teams want or are willing to pay. And last playoff pick, not hockey-related, RBC Canadian Open this weekend. Rory, an overwhelming favorite at plus 450. He's won two of them, right? In a row. Sammy, you're going to be there? I'm going to be there on Thursday. Uh, I will be on the show Thursday. I'm going to be there Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. You see me, I love cold beer. So buy me one. (laughs) I'm going to take it in on Sunday as well. I'll be watching on the telly. All right, listen, for all of you out there that uh, have sent me belated birthday wishes, including you, Gary uh, Soames, I told you to scram beat it. Um, Thank you very much. It was a great birthday. We're back again tomorrow on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Have a great night, everybody. Enjoy game two.